Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starfall or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Tremont. Yes, it would. I actually know where Tremont is. We were wrong on Benton. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Bentonia or whatever yeah, Benton those County. Are, those, are, those are in Central Mississippi. Benton yeah, we Mississippi were, is in North Mississippi. Yeah, we we got lit up yeah. on Twitter about it that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a geography major. That's fine. But uh, I do know where Tremont is. Yeah, that would be really weird. Tremont, very famous as the home of Annalisa Presley. Yes, Suppo- it is. Supposedly, I went through Tremont Allegedly. not too long ago. Actually, yeah. Of Annalisa Presley made his return to Twitter. Not too long ago. He did, or she did. Who knows? Only the shadow knows. Steve Roberts knows. The shadow man. He knows. Anyway, wherever you are in our great state, whether you're a real person or a catfish, you can get uh, Strange Brew Coffee delivered right to your door. All you've got to go to do is strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and place an order for shipping. And this holiday season, if you've got a coffee lover, you want them to have the best, get them some Strange Brew Coffee House coffee delivered right to your door. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you cannot find just anywhere else. They've got the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. And I'm telling you, this holiday season, if you're looking for for great stuff, you need to be looking at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. We just got we just left restaurant, Tyler. We were just there. We had a Speaking of catfish. <laughs> this is the good kind, though. The kind yes. that everybody likes and wants. And we had I had it. Fried catfish, mac and cheese, cheese grits, little crawfish sauce, and the only cornbread I like to eat. They're sweet potato cornbread. That's right. That's the only kind I eat. Robbie, you went fried chicken, didn't you? Fried chicken. I love fried chicken. <laughs> I love fried chicken. Um, you know, I, I flip back and forth. To the to the catfish or the fried chicken. I mean, you you really cannot go wrong on either one. No, I agree. I agree. We, well, we spread we spread the word to Charles Cross one day about. We it. He did. had never been to Restaurant Tyler. I hope he got it, it there before he left. Yeah, we told him about the catfish at Restaurant Tyler, and he was really excited about this it. This was his pro day, so like one of his final days in Starkville. I hope yeah. he made it there before he left. We hope you'll make it to Restaurant Tyler next time you're in town, be it for lunch and their awesome blue plate or one of their incredible dinners where they have all the great you know, farm-fresh, farm-to-table cuisine and, and all the great specials every day and some of the best steaks in town. Restaurant Tyler. Firehouse Subs, it's another great place to go for lunch. Check out the, free, the famous free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online. You pick it up. It's ready within minutes. And, of course, 
You pick up a lot of reward points every single time that you do it. And, of course, the other thing to remember is this holiday season, go grab a party platter from Firehouse Subs to take to your Christmas shindig. Wherever you are, Firehouse Subs is always a welcome addition to your party. Location, Starville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Floyd, and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Some big news yesterday. We sort of hinted at it on yesterday's show. But I think it's gone beyond what maybe we were predicting or however you want to look at it. Um, but Mississippi State defensively got a lot better yesterday because the guys who were here this year have announced they're running it back. That's the theme for next year. Jordan Davis, Nathan Pickering, Jaden Crumity, and Buki Watson have all said they will be back for the 2023 season. I mean, this is like getting four four-star recruits in your signing class, but these are guys who you know can play. Yes, yeah, huge win for Mississippi State next year because we've talked about during the season and even some in the offseason we're talking about, you know, what's what to look for next year for Mississippi State. We talked about the players that they were going to lose on the defensive side of the ball. And you're expecting to lose uh Buki Watson, you're expecting to lose Jaden Crumity. Those are going to be two big losses. And then, you know, Manuel Forbes is going to be gone, uh Jackie Matthews, Jalen Green, Cam Young, those guys. But now you're starting to cut into the guys that you're going to lose, and you're bringing back some huge pieces in the front six. You got now you got uh, the leading tackler in the SEC back, a defensive lineman that I think changed the course of the last half of the schedule for the defense, mm-hmm. uh, and Jaden Crumity, who was hurt all year, and the defense when he returned looked like we expected it to look. You got the guy that's probably going to slide. I would I would imagine Pickering slides uh in as a starting nose tackle, would you think? Would think. Maybe you can maybe you can put him on the outside and Crumity on the inside. I don't know. I think Crumity is better suited to the outside and Pickering probably, to the inside. Probably, but either way, you ha- you now have basically your starting uh defensive line maybe uh if Jordan Davis lives up to his potential. So you got Three guys now announcing they're returning on the two deep up front. Then you have one of the best linebackers in the SEC coming back. Just a huge, <laughs> huge lift for Mississippi State for 2023. And I don't think they're done. I think they're going to have a, a few more announcements of guys coming back too. So you're now starting to limit the positions that you really have to hit hard in the transfer portal, which is huge for Mississippi State because, to me, the older that you are on the defensive side of the ball, it's it's not really like baseball. You know, like in baseball, in college, if you got a, a fifth-year senior out there in baseball, it, it usually means that he's probably not good enough right. to go pro. Right. Um, in football, to me, the older you are out there, the better. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, you know, these guys are – I don't know if it hurts their draft stock at all or not. I mean, being a six-year senior, I don't know. But – They've chosen they want to come back to Mississippi State, and you have to really admire those guys for putting off their their NFL career to come back for a sixth season of eligibility. I think that says a lot about those guys, about their character. It also says a lot about the Bulldog Initiative. This is why this is so important, folks. Yeah. This is why this is so it, important. This is why. And I, I don't think people fully grasp that. I think people all they, they turn to recruiting. Mm-hmm. But this is part of your recruiting now. You right. have to retain your, your players. We saw it with the Grove Collective or whatever their thing is called at Ole Miss. They put out a, a picture of Quinshawn Jukkin signing a, a contract today because it's been rumored that he was going to go somewhere else. This is what you have to do. When you have really good players, 
you're at, you are at risk for those players going somewhere else. So that's part of the Bulldog initiative. I don't think Tyrus Wheat's here uh, this season without the Bulldog initiative last year, and I don't think any of these guys are returning for their uh, sixth or fifth or sixth year next year without the Bulldog initiative. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. We, we, we talked about it, and, and it, this is why it's important. You know, a lot of people think these collectives are just about recruiting new players, and, and, and they play a role in that for sure. But they're, this is where they're more important. When the coaches are like, we don't want to lose this guy, it's easy to put deals together for them when they're already on campus. Yeah, And so that's what you're seeing here is these guys are – because Crumbly is a guy who could for sure be drafted. I think Watson is too. But now they've been given some financial security. And at the very least, they're, they're going to be on the practice squad. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, you can make pretty good money on the practice squad. Yeah. And so they're, they're choosing to play for another year. And I don't think it's just the Bulldog initiative that's, that's drawing them. I think they enjoy playing for Zach Arnett and playing for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And I think that Egg Bowl, too, helps. The, the performance they had in the Egg Bowl, they had fun doing that. Yes. I think I, that I agree. Ha- I agree. I think that ending the season like that on a high note, if you lose that game, it's like maybe it's time to go. You know, you start putting those thoughts in your head. Whereas you win and you think you come back. And, and I think they're not dumb. They see what offensively is coming back. And they look at that and go, gosh, if we could put together defense, we could have a special season. And now you've got, I mean, up front in the conference, there's not going to be a lot of teams better than Mississippi State next year. Mm-mm. Especially with Jaden Crumany. Because like I said, I, I really believe that this defense was different with him in the game, especially against the run. Um, you know, we saw it. Was Bama his first game back? Did no. he play against Bama? Auburn. Auburn was his first yeah. game. Okay, I was trying to I was trying to put two and two together because you know they were so good against Bama against the run. Yeah, they were good against Bama against the run. I thought they um, had their best game against Ole Miss. Georgia, I thought for the most part they were pretty good uh, until late when Georgia was able to break off a couple of big runs. They got tired. The key for me continues to be like they they need to have a, a good rotation in there, mm. but it's got a chance to be a really good defense next year, especially up front. We talked about it in a lot more depth yesterday, but this is you know, and, and I didn't know all these guys were coming back when we were talking about it, but this just solidifies what we were talking about that twenty twenty three potentially could be a special season, could be the the up year in the cycle, could be a 10-win year for Mississippi State if everything plays plays out the way that it should. You've got the schedule, you've got the roster, you've got the veteran leadership. This is, this is how Mississippi State wins. They don't win by bringing in a huge recruiting class and those guys are studs from day one. They win because they have guys who've been through the wars and they know how to do it. That's what 2018 was supposed to be. 2023 looks like it can be that year. It also buys you some time to get Travion Williams, mm-hmm. Calvin Dinkins, those guys ready. Next year, hopefully, they're getting some really good reps and they're able to step right in when those guys move out the door and you have a third-year um, group that were all really good recruits coming out of high school like Jacarius Clayton, Travion Williams. Deontay Anderson will be in his fourth year. You got to think his his reps are going to increase next season. So, I think you know the second tier guys next year are going to be that group of um, you know sophomores and freshmen, redshirt freshmen like Travion Williams and Calvin Dinkins and Jacarius Clayton, and then the the redshirt sophomore like Deontay Anderson. Those guys should be getting a lot of reps next year, mm-hmm. and 
you can bring continue to bring them along relatively slow. Avery Sledge at linebacker, Javay Gilmore at linebacker, those guys can be brought along a little easier next year as opposed to being thrown into the fire, so to speak. Let's look at the last game at Ole Miss and the starting lineup on both sides. So Jalen Green, obviously he's gone. Will Rogers back. Tyrus Wheat gone. DeCamrian Richardson back. Caleb Ducking is gone, right? Okay. Randy Charlton is gone. To clarify on Caleb Ducking, the way I understand it, because everybody's going to look at his um, timeline, the way that I understand it, when he came in in 2020, people forget he was an academic redshirt. Right. You cannot use that as a redshirt as redshirt, a redshirt yeah. year under the COVID rules, from what I understand. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I've done some digging on that, and I don't think that he's going to get that year back. Right. Because he was academically ineligible. Right. So... Um, I've checked on that a couple of times, and I've been told that he is he does not have another year. That's fine. Uh, let's get back to it here. Same thing for Jackie Matthews. Um, I think they list him as a red shirt, mm-hmm. either on West Virginia side or Gulf Coast or not. Where did he go? Gulf Coast. I'm not sure. Colin, I forget. Um, either way, he he did not. I don't think he redshirted in junior college, mm-hmm. so he's he's used up his eligibility. All right. So, uh, ducking was uh, uh, he's gone. Charlton gone. Tulu back. Uh, Marks back. Matthews gone. Uh, Jaden Wally back. Forbes gone. Nate Watson back. Uh, Duncan back. Jet Johnson back. Cole Smith back. Cam Jones back. Sharp is gone. Lasoya is back. Nick Jones is back. Austin Williams is gone. Cam Young is gone. Crummy back. So if you're starting 22... That's eight that are gone. Eight, so you, that means that 14 are back. 14 of 22 starters. Yeah, and, and when you think about starters, like Austin Williams, yeah, and Caleb Duck, yeah, they're starters, but you know who the next guy up there is. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not it's not a... I mean, they're, they're, they're losses from a leadership standpoint and all that, but from a production standpoint, you're going to be fine there. The only person you're losing on offense that... Sharp. Is sharp that you don't really know what's behind it. Right. I, and, I, and I think Stephen Lasoya is going to be fine. Yeah. And then defensively, Forbes, big loss. Wheat, big loss. Cam Young's a big loss. But you, you, can, you can definitely find somebody to take Cam Young's production. It's going to be tough to find somebody to, to, take, to, for, to replace Emmanuel Forbes and Tyrus Wheat. Those are the big shoes to fill this offseason. What I'm doing is I'm going to slide uh, Buki to Sam. Okay. And he he will be your Tyrus Wheat next year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have Jet Johnson and Mike, and then Deshaun Page at Will. Okay. And I, I like, think that I, like, I think I think you're good to go. Yeah, at linebacker. Yeah, and then you see that some of the younger guys like John Lewis, JP Purvis, those guys will fill in. They'll have roles to play. Ty Cooper will yeah. have roles to play uh, next. You need another Mike. You need another. Who's your Who's your backup Mike? Uh. Was it Nick Mitchell? Yeah. Was he the backup? I guess. I can't remember. You got some guys though. You got that, you got that, some that's, young that's linebackers. The one, that's the one guy where I like if I look at the two deep right off the top of my head, I don't know who the next guy would be. At at, at middle linebacker. But the the other two, I feel like I know where I'm where I'm going. Yeah. So Good young team. Got to get a, you know. You heard us say it. You, know, you lose two starting safeties there. You, that's where the portal's going to need to come into effect. 
You need to find a safety back there. But you've got a you've got, you've got opportunity to offer on a on a team that people are going to look at and go, they should be pretty good. Should have you should have some good choices. Should have some good choices for Mississippi State. So. Yeah, and I mean, good selling point for Isaac Smith. Mm-hmm. At, uh, at yeah, I forgot about I mean, Isaac Smith. Yeah, you can come in and compete for a starting spot right away on a defense that's going to be pretty salty. Like this isn't a rebuilding job, but you have a chance to play pretty quickly. Exactly. Exactly. Big news for Mississippi State yesterday, getting those guys back. Huge news. And now, you know, 2023, we'll, we'll see when it happens when it gets here, but you should feel pretty good about it. Let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. It's cold outside. I, I would say that if you know, you're cooking this weekend, maybe you want to stay inside. Maybe you want to make a big pot of chili, big pot of spaghetti, big pot of a beef stew or taco soup. All of these things are great because of beef. The red meat is what makes it delicious. So head to the grocery store this weekend, load up on some big cuts for stewing or some ground beef and put it together in the pot and enjoy a fantastic meal with you and your family. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the cotton industry. Well, we got Tyler out of the way. Now, when, when are we doing two, meat, two, two brothers? Next week. Next week? Yes. All right. Sounds I'll be in Hattiesburg this weekend. Yeah. And I'll be back this weekend. Week I'm kind of just gonna. I'm just gonna chill. Yeah, no football. Yeah. Uh, well, at tournament. Uh, oh, there's I mean, plenty of football to watch. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't have anything personally going on. I got no irons in the fire. So, but I might head to two brothers myself. I might. I might get ahead of you on that. I just. I got a craving for smoked wings that only they can. They can cure. And whenever you're in town, if you're looking for a great place to go, two brothers should always be at the top of your list. Head over to the heart of the Cotton District and enjoy some smoked Southern soul food. At Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great services, what every business promises you. Advantage Business Systems delivers it to you. 47 years they've been around. Now, after yesterday, that's how long I've been around to give you an idea of what we're talking about. From day one, their mission has been to take care of their customers, and they have achieved that. They treat you like a neighbor, not a number. They treat you like the Mississippi business that you are and that they are. Their number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I saw we were, when we were at lunch today, we were having lunch with one of our friends, Stefan, from the Clarion Ledger, and he was like, look at that. It's the size of the sun. And I looked, and this guy was wearing a, pull, a pullover with a banner M on it <laughs> that took up his whole stomach. Like, you're not, you're not accentuating the goods there, sir. You need to you need to you need to bring that down into scale. <laughs> so what I'm going to suggest is he hits up the Rogues Collegiate Collection for one of their quarter zips, one of their polos. Much better looking. Doesn't look like a comic book shirt, and it's got the logos that you, the fans, want: the M over S, the script state, the walking bully. That's what you're looking at. So check them out at therogue.com or shop at the Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three stripe life. Shop at the road. Sunday, Michigan's uh, running back out for the year. Yeah, it sucks. So Sunday, uh, they will announce the uh, the bowls, and, and all of that will be put into place. Let's look at these bowls and, and try to figure out where we think Mississippi State's going to go. Obviously, when you're talking about the SEC, you know one team's going to be in the playoff. It's going to be Georgia. Georgia is in the playoff regardless of what they do against LSU this weekend. 
Uh, LSU winning that game might throw a kink into some things, so we're going to operate on the assumption, Robbie, that they will lose because they are a 16-and-a-half-point underdog at this point. It seems right. So they go to the they go to the uh, or Georgia goes to the Peach Bowl, which is a uh, semifinal game. Obviously, they'll play that in their home state. Incredible, by the way, playing a semifinal college football playoff game in your home state. I guess LSU got to do it too, right? Yeah, they, they played the, the national championship at the didn't they play the national championship at the Sugar Bowl? I'm not sure if the national title was there. That it, it, not in the playoff era. It was in tw- 2004 and 2007. Yeah. So, what did they play when they when they lost to uh, Bama and they never crossed the fifty? That was, was that also Super in the Superdome, now that I think about it, yeah. Where was their game against Clemson? I have to go back and look. I know that the, I know that the playoff game was in the Superdome, so I wouldn't think that the national championship was. But I don't know. The Sugar Bowl this year is going to have Alabama. They'll be the highest-rated SEC team not in the playoff. Tennessee, it looks like Tennessee is going to get pushed to the Cotton Bowl. Which, by the way, I mean, I understand the Cotton Bowl is a great bowl, right? And, and great tradition and Hot stuff. But if you're Tennessee and you're finally back in the, in the big time, right? You finally have a great season. You're ten and two. You're ranked in the top ten. What's your reward? You get to play Tulane. Ugh. I mean, yeah. I mean, I it's understand. Not it, it's not it all that exciting. It it's just the way that the season ended. Yeah. Just, it, they are literally 2014 Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. They did enough to get in, and, and now they're here. They are. That's going to be it for the SEC and the Access Bowls. The Citrus Bowl. Should be LSU at nine and four. They'll play uh, an, a Big Ten team there, and then you have the pool of six bowls, which, regardless of what you think, these bowls are all viewed as equal by the SEC. The Tax Act Texas Bowl. I'm gonna give them their full due here. The SRS Distributors Las Vegas Bowl, the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and of course. Who could forget the the great tradition of the ReliaQuest Bowl? I love ReliaQuest. Oh, Is it like taxes or something? Like it's, what it? it's cloud security. Cloud security. I yeah. think we've talked about that We before. have, we have. And then, of course, after that, and we, we'll need to get into them, the Birmingham Bowl and the Gasparilla. The, I'm sorry, let me, again, let me give them what they're due. The Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl and the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Shout out to Bad Boy Mowers, though. That's when that bowl was at its best, yes. when it was the Bad Boy Mowers uh, Gasparilla Bowl. All right, 11 bowl-eligible teams. We just got rid of four of them. The national championship was in Superdome. Okay. God, so we, That was just the year of the Tiger. Everything was set up for them. It will never, never, be, never be accomplished again. All right, so we got rid of Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, and LSU. The next best team... If you look at the uh, the standings, is is going to be South Carolina. They're the highest ranked team. They're eight and four. I, I, I there's a lot of talk that they want to try to figure out where Notre Dame is going. If Notre Dame goes to the Gator. They want to go to the Gator. If Notre Dame goes to the ReliaQuest, they want to go to the ReliaQuest. That's who they want to play. I think they're going to end up at, at ReliaQuest in Tampa. That just makes the most sense. That's that's the best. But now the problem with that is. It's kind of the same thing with State and the Gator Bowl, is that they've been, I think, five times to the ReliaQuest Bowl in the last like fifteen years. Yeah, they, they have made a living down there in Tampa. That, they, they would say, like to, they would like to go to Gator. I think the word is that that the Gator really wants South Carolina. So, I don't know. I don't, how does that? How do the? How do those processes work? 
Is it the the bowls picking the teams or the teams kind of picking, getting options and getting the pick? The conference, the 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 the, the school gives you its gives the conference its its uh, favorites. Okay, I think the bowls do the same, and they just try to make it work as best they can. The conference has final say. Yeah. So I I'm leaning towards South Carolina going to Gator. And Mississippi State going to ReliQuest because State's been this would be their fourth trip mm-hmm. to the Gator Bowl in the last ten years, right? Or twelve, twelve years. years. This would be South Carolina's like third or fourth trip mm-hmm. to the um, to Tampa to the ReliQuest or Outback or whatever. Haven't they been there several times? Mm-hmm. I said like it's like so, I think it's five in the last fifteen or something. like that. I mean, that. these bowls are not that far off, right? So, to me, it just makes sense to to put South Carolina at the Gator and Mississippi State at ReliQuest in Tampa. Uh, that's what this makes just the be, most sense. This would be State's second trip. There's a lot of smoke that the Tampa Bowl isn't a huge Mississippi State fan. That that you know, State did not bring bring a great crowd. Uh, what four years ago? Yeah, with Joe Moorhead, which I get. Um, but state, it was kind of a weird way that they closed the season. Right, you know, the team had really kind of well, it's kind of similar bombed to this expectations. Year. I wouldn't say this team bombed expectations, but they they were, had a lot of issues. But then they won the Egg Bowl, and everybody felt like they were back on the same page. Yeah, you've hit your you've hit your mark where you wanted to be. Right, you, you've won eight games. Now you got a chance for some real positivity going into the off season. I think state fans will be relatively excited to go to a oh, I think they would. bowl game. They should be, and especially uh, the Outback Bowl. I'm still calling it that. That's a good bowl. It's a good bowl. Yeah, so, and it's great weather down there. All right, Tampa's so for, a great for place. our purposes here, we'll put state in, in Tampa and uh, South Carolina in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So, who do we send to Nashville? That feels like that's where Ole Miss is going to end up. Yeah, I think so. I really would. Like they might Ole have Miss. a decent crowd because you know they you, love Nashville, and you can just make a day trip out of that from Oxford. Yeah, I really wish they would go to Liberty, just because there'd be a lot of tweets that need to be deleted. Yep, but I think they go to Nashville. I think then you've got Kentucky at seven and five. They're the only seven and five team in the conference. As much as you hate hate it for them, they're probably going to Nat, to Memphis. Yeah, you know that's not too far from Lexington. I think that's where they end up. They're probably going there. Uh, and then you put Mizzou's probably in Birmingham. Well, let's let's look at that. Now you've got you've got a glut of six and six teams. You've got three of them. You've got uh, Arkansas, Florida, and Missouri. You got to you have to fill before you can get to Birmingham. You have to fill the Texas Bowl and the Las Vegas Bowl, and then Birmingham will get whoever's left. Does Florida go to Las Vegas? Florida to Vegas, Arkansas to Houston. So Florida to Vegas makes the most sense, right? It's the biggest name mm-hmm. available. And Houston, like that, that's doesn't Mizzou not a terrible... get above Arkansas? They beat them. Yeah, but I'm thinking like something that makes sense for fans. Like I feel like Arkansas. If you want to go make sense for fans, you should send Arkansas to Liberty. Yeah, but then Kentucky ends up in like either Texas or Birmingham. That doesn't work. I guess you send Arkansas to Texas. Yeah, that's what it's going to have to be. Arkansas to Texas and Birmingham. They might Missouri. send Arkansas. They might Mizzou versus Mizzou in a Texas versus a Big Twelve team would be okay, and then you could send Arkansas to Birmingham. You could. That's what I would think. I think they send Arkansas to Birmingham. 
Florida to Vegas, and Mizzou to Texas. Arkansas's regression's weird. They were top ten team when the uh, field goal doinked off the uh, the upright. Yeah, against A and M. Yeah, and even more importantly, they were about to go up by like three scores or whatever it was on A and M when when KJ fumbled on the one yard on, line on first down. Yeah, that game just was was a wreck for Arkansas. So, all right, so we've got just for the recap: Georgia in the Peach in the playoff, Bama in the Sugar, Tennessee to cut to the Cotton. LSU to the Citrus, State to Tampa in the ReliaQuest Bowl, South Carolina goes to the Gator Bowl, Ole Miss to Nashville in the Music City Bowl, Kentucky to the Liberty Bowl, Florida to Las Vegas, Missouri to Texas, Arkansas to Birmingham. So the Gasparilla Bowl has to find a team. Works for me. I think the Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah, well, I mean, in reality, I mean, that's also in Tampa. I mean, yeah. Do they play it in the same stadium? It's kind of like whenever State went to that. The uh, St. Petersburg St. Petersburg. Like, well, oh, is that where they Tampa play that? At the Rays Stadium? Is that where they is play? Is that where it is? I don't know. Let's look. Like, you try to, like, they tried to sell that. Like, well, they're in no, Tampa. No, it's at, it's at Raymond James. Is it the same stadium as the Outback Bowl? It's Why? at the Tampa Bay Stadium, the Buccaneers. Why? Nobody. And that's like one of the lower tier bowls, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So why, so why are you? Why are people getting uh, rewarded? For well, that? I mean, you know what they, you know what they're wishing right now is that somehow Arkansas, I'm sorry, that Auburn could have won another game and been bowl. Well, eligible. they were still eligible at five and seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, they did not have the APR enough. They did. They turned it down. If they had been six and six, that could have gotten in. Yeah, and they, are, yeah, they turned it down Texas at five and seven. Had, if Texas A&M had beaten App State. Well, They'd you know, State State went to that bowl, and I guess it's the same bowl. I don't know. Probably not. It was know. the St. Petersburg Bowl. Yeah. Um, State went to that at 5-7. Five 5-7. And five seven. And yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, just, I didn't know about Auburn's APR. But if if one of those two teams were eligible for a bowl, you would just shift some things around, and you put Florida down there. Yeah. And then and I think well, – I, I, Florida may have played in that bowl last year, to be honest with you, at 6-6. Six and six. They played Central Florida. I think that's right. They did. They played it, wasn't it, like at night? Yeah. Because I was putting together my kid's Christmas uh, Christmas toy. I forget. What, it was like a Jeep or Why something. Why would you put it together? Well. Was that the this, one that's from you? Yeah. So, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so Santa Claus gives her other gifts. We asked for other gifts. The yes, big I, gifts. I, I know how Santa works. The big gifts are from us. Right. Um, and so I'm putting together this Jeep. Watching this this weird game, yeah, cussing, yelling at one a.m. Greg Knox coached that game. He did. Yeah, two and did he, he win that game? He won. Two and, He's two and zero all time, undefeated. Yeah. So. so there you go. All right, Robbie and I will be back on Monday to talk about where State is headed to a bowl game. Uh, plus, we'll have talk of some MSU basketball. They play on Saturday against Mississippi Valley State. Um, and of course, we got to talk about some recruiting news pretty soon. State's going to have visitors in uh, this weekend. Hopeful to get to some commitments. Signing day is 20 days away uh, as, as, we're, as we're recording right now. So that, that is coming up on us as well. Guys, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again very, very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad, thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Get up, get up, drop the back.
Quick drop the bombshell straight to the track The 21st century killing machine Burned on the inside of five-headed team Now I'm not the same, because you're not the same Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.